everyone. Welcome to episode 125 of the Road to 30 podcast. Dolly here. Isaac here. Um, if this is your first time, welcome. Um, we hope you enjoy our content. And yeah. if you're stopping by, like if you're one of our regulars, welcome once again. You guys are the real MVPs and we love you. Please hit the subscribe button, rate and leave a review and subscribe to our newsletter, you guys, because end of year was not end of year, end of month. End of month is coming. We'll soon be here. So don't come and say, oh, we do not know. You know, I'm telling you now. So we're recording on a very, not our regular day, we're recording on a Friday, you know, we normally record on Saturdays, but that's because we needed to be able to accommodate our amazing guests today. Yes. So I would like to say that Nigerians mm. like bad thing <laughs> from the last episode right? we did, clearly, <laughs> but this, we're, we're taking, you know, we're being serious here, guys. Because <laughs> we realized that you guys went to kind of fish out some of our old sex episodes. Yes. People got yes. our mind. Yes. So th- this one, this one is actually we're being serious here. So oh yeah, very important. One, one of the beauties of our podcast, if I say so myself, mm. is range, right? Okay. And today we're taking it. You know, would I say stepping it down a notch? Is that the right way to say? I'm not it? stepping it down, but just you know, taking it different yeah, direction. We're taking I a guess. different direction. Yes. 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 Um, please, can you introduce our guest, Isaac? Yes. So, backstory. Okay. I think it was last year. My mom had malaria and she mm. was at the hospital. Yes. And we went to see her and there was a <laughs> doctor there. That was actually mm-hmm. quite funny. He made the whole experience a little bit lighter. I yeah. mean, you can imagine if your mom is like sick. Yeah, I remember she was really sick. That yeah. Time. So, you know, it was it was a very interesting experience. And I was like, oh, you know what? I would love to have him on our show. This was last year. Yeah. And it means a lot to me when I eventually achieve things like this. Mm-hmm. Because it took a whole year-ish. So I, I used to go back and forth saying, oh, when can he come? When can he come? I kept asking. And eventually, last week, I was like, you know what? I'm driving down there. We're yes. making this happen. And it was actually a very, it was a relatively straightforward pitch. Okay. Yeah, so I got there and I was like, oh. You know, I like to have you on our show. This is what we do. <laughs> and I was expecting him to be like, mm, no. <laughs> you know, you know when people tell you no politely, like, mm. Mm, like I mean, I would love to, but no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I got there and it was very, it was very receptive. It was very, it was very engaging. It was like, okay, tell me about it. What would you like to do? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Send, you know, a sample and whatever. We did all that. Picked a time. And alas. Here we are. <laughs> so, hi guys. On this episode, I have with we have with us yes. Doctor Alex. Woo woo woo! Hi guys. Good, good day to everybody. Irrespective of the time you are listening to this podcast, good day from me. Yes. Ah, Welcome, nice Doctor Alex. So Alex is a general practitioner and occupational. I can't remember the other professional part. health practitioner. <laughs> ah, <laughs> health practitioner. Dr. Alex, how long have you been a doctor? If you don't mind us asking. Yes. No problem. Yes. I've been a doctor for about eight years now. Wow. What made wow. you like decide to go into the profession? Um, so, also a sad story. Oh. oh. Um, not particularly a sad story. I'll take it. I'll take the profession to be a calling. Mm-hmm. But then certain things open your eyes to your calling, so to say. Yeah. So a sad story that helped open my eye happened while many years ago while I was in 
secondary school. Mm-hmm. My dad passed on. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. And I was there. Wow. Oh, wow. He didn't just die. He was assassinated. Oh. Wow. Right in front of me. Right in front of so you. Oh, my I God. I saw everything happen. And I knew how many hours between when the whole event took place. Right. And how he fought to survive. And mm. how many hours between events and time he gave up. Right. And I was right there through all the process. Yeah. We got to the hospital eventually. Mm-hmm. I saw how the doctor responded, a mm. young female doctor mm-hmm. who probably knew what to do or didn't know what to do, mm. but did her best right. in her capacity. Yeah. And things could have been done better. Mm-hmm. But then, irrespective of all of that, I still thought ah, maybe if I was in her shoes, what could I have done better? So mm-hmm. I told myself from then on that maybe that was it for me. Although yeah. I was thinking between reading medicine and law. So I did all the arts and science in SS1 right. to right. see, yeah, I finished all and then. What secondary school do you go? Sorry, just random. Just curious. <laughs> just curious. <laughs> like, we're expecting that one. I'm not going to be mentioning it. Okay, name. Okay, <laughs> so, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, actually, I should mention it. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm proud of this school. I went okay. to, um, I'll say, three secondary schools. Okay. Oh, okay. After that incident I just explained, yeah. you had to change. That yeah. was College of Immaculate Conception in Inuit. Okay. 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 And then I moved to Delta States. Mm-hmm. I went to St. Peter's Junior Seminary mm-hmm. okay. of Anglican Church. Yeah. And then... At the point also, I, I like changing the environment. So mm-hmm. I decided to change the environment again. I went to Union Baptist Grammar School. Okay. In Lorraine Quara State. That's ah. where I graduated from. Um, you know, there has been a lot of like talk, like, you know, about doctors like leaving Nigeria because of just how, you know, things are yeah, the, things the are not as good as they could be <laughs> for doctors, and which is understandable really. Um, I remember when I um worked at Punch a few years ago, one of the very first stories we did was, well, I did, was about um, doctors leaving. So we, I spoke to like a bunch of doctors that were abroad already, just asked them like, you know, why? And a lot of them were just like, I mean, first of all, um, one of them said something like, they are, you, instead of you to be practicing medicine of today, you are still practicing medicine of, like the way they are teaching you, they are still teaching you medicine of like, the 60s when mm. things every day things there's always on. something new and so you can imagine and then another one said that like you know the um i guess the the people when, when they're doing their residency or something the people that are in charge of them they can be very rude they can be very mean they're not really trying to teach you it's just more like telling mm. you what you know things that you're you are supposed to be learning and not supposed to be feeling like you know so those are a lot of the reason and then also pay and just things not going well do you ever feel like you want to leave well, I would validate all their concerns, mm-hmm. all their reasons for leaving. Yeah. And um, to answer your question directly, mm-hmm. I feel like I should leave mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. Right? Because um, you don't get fulfillment doing what you love to do mm-hmm. if you are not encouraged to do what you love to do. Yeah. True. It's like a footballer playing food, playing Premier League, which mm-hmm. is like the most popular league in the world. Yeah. Without football boots. Mm. Yeah, it's not going to be happy. Yeah. Irrespective of his skills. Yeah, true. Right. to show the deficiencies will show. Yeah. And we are in an environment where 
it's not encouraging. Mm. There's so many factors, not just the government. It's not just the, it's not just our teachers. Mm. Our teachers also, if you interview them, you get to, I have mentors, mm. professors who are my mentors. Mm-hmm. I speak to them every now and then. Like, yeah. If you, on their own part of the equation, they're not happy mm. with the situation. Yeah. So they also have their battles they're facing. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the younger doctors are, like they say, it's, I was in an operating theater many years ago mm-hmm. in my internship and we're doing a surgery. Mm. And then the lead surgeon said, if this patient dies, who's at fault? Uh, ha. Yeah. And everybody ha. turned. <laughs> yeah. They were like, in the theater that day, there were like um, seven specialists, mm. consultants, ENT, maxillofacial surgeon, anesthetist, you mm. know, orthopedic surgeons, yeah. name all of them. Right. These are specialists. Yeah. yeah. They were now resident doctors, senior resident doctors, junior resident doctors. Mm. And then we, the interns, interns, interns yeah. or house officers. That question came as a shocker to everybody. And I'm mm. like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah. And he was laughing. He was operating. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he said, of course, if the patient dies, he's the most junior doctor here. That oh. the patient. <laughs> I mean, I've not touched the patient. Oh, my. <laughs> In the operating theater, I couldn't have touched the patient. Mm. Right? Maybe, mm. oh, Dr. Alex, get this. I go get it. Dr. Alex, record this. You record it. Oh, adjust that, you know. I'm obeying instruction directly opening instruction they say you know yeah but then if anything goes wrong right the most senior doctor mm. so <laughs> same, same you see that mentality is now the mentality that that they Some transcribe of, yeah, into right. I training see. i mm. see you are good for nothing until proven otherwise mm. you know nothing mm. until proven otherwise even mm. when you know something they just want to make you feel like you know nothing mm. so they batter your mindset they kill your morale mm. and that's also because Maybe because of the way they were they were taught, taught yeah. right? Yeah, the way they were taught. So most of them don't pay active attention to getting de-radicalizing themselves, as mm. we want to say it. Mm. They have gone through a traumatic residency training, yeah, and they've not gone through a psychological breakdown or relief of that stress, that trauma. Right. So they put that post-traumatic stress on the, on the, next, that on the next generation. Yeah. And this is just on one hand. Mm. On the other hand, the general public are there. I mean, you guys are my friends, I will believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have some other friends that are not doctors. Mm-hmm. But when any issue comes up online, we as doctors, we go on social media, we see all these things. Yeah. These doctors are crazy. These mm. guys are these, oh, that good for nothing. The same public you spend your life trying mm. to save right. are the same people who are not appreciative of your single effort. Mm. I've developed ulcer about three times in my career, just wow. eight years. Wow. Ulcer three times. The first one came, I was doing my internship. I wasn't eating, wake up, you could be on call for three, four days. Mm. So we're not talking of going home now. We're not mm. talking of bathing. Mm. We're talking of you having opportunity to eat. Mm. So you see us drinking Coke. They sell Coke for us on the wards. So mm. we are doing ward round, we drink Coke so that we can continue right. without eating. I developed an ulcer. Wow. I was posted to an to, for NYC in Benue State. I was the only doc. We were three doctors in an entire local government. Wow. I was working, operating, covering Just emergency. Constantly. I was the only doctor in that hospital, also covering a few other hospitals. Hmm. I would start cooking to get burnt. Hmm. I couldn't maintain proper feeding. I developed an ulcer. Wow. And then I came to Lagos, relocated to Lagos, walk, 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 developed also at the third time. Damn. The same public you sacrifice all these things for are the mm. same people who will go online and say that Nigerian doctors are good for nothing. 
whether we like it or not, mm. these things get to us. Yeah. True. We could read it and then laugh and go back to our doctor's group on WhatsApp and chat over it and then laugh and mm. change mm. ourselves up. But then it gets to us. At yeah, the time when you imagine. close your eyes to sleep, you then realize that the people you're sacrificing for are not even appreciated. Pre- mm. In the UK, you see the whole standing ovation and all. Yeah, the right, clap. Right, the right. whole clap for the yeah. NHS yeah. kind of thing. Last year, the very day lockdown happened, I came into, I, I went out for a training. I came into Nigeria that same day. Mm. The next day, I think it was 26th of March or so, mm-hmm. I resumed in Yaba IDH. COVID, mm. we had not known what it was. We mm. had not known what it meant. I was right. already there working. Worked mm. there for about a month. Went to work somewhere else. Did the whole COVID thing for so long. Mm. I've, I've caught COVID twice. Wow. Now, all of this sacrifice, oh. the same Nigerians we still say, Nigerian yeah. doctors are no good. Mm. No problem. The same Nigerian doctors are good out there. That is yes, true. That, that is, is true. true. That is we have true. Not just come, we have not come to remunerations, finances. Mm. When, when you get out there, you're paid one month salary, and that's equivalent to your nine months or one year salary in Nigeria. <laughs> Damn. So wow. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, just let, let, I guess, it, that's, let that's see. a lot. Um, I guess wrote to 30 will say thank you. At least if if you're not hearing thank you, we want to say thank <laughs> ah, yes, you. No, for real, yeah. because you know, thank, thank you, you so much. much. I, I guess just by what you said, let me ask, how are you feeling um mentally? Because this is mental health awareness month. So. It is. It how is. are you feeling? How how are you feeling <laughs> mentally? Yeah, I'm, I'm mentally I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like good. I said, I could I could think of leaving the country every day. Mm-hmm. But I've not left because, not because I don't have the capacity to leave, mm-hmm. right? Not because I couldn't have written one exam and yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Or maybe the finances are not there. No, it's yeah, not that. Yeah. I've not left because um, I've actually, initially, I was actually thinking of, let's stay back. Yeah. Mm. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. Mm. yeah. If all of us leave, who takes who care will of not our be, parents, right, right, Who takes care of our right. loved ones? True. You know? So that has kept me going. Um, financially, I've not been someone that relies on one source of income. Okay. Mm. So I'm a medical doctor. I do other things. I'm trained in other aspects of life that yeah. okay. fetch me good income. Right. And I'm still undergoing training that gives me personal income constantly. Mm. So I'm not even relying on the Nigerian doctor yeah. Yeah, you know, income sets of income. Yeah. So that can keep my mental state. And money is good. Yeah. Right. Truth be told, if yeah. you have good money, you think clearly. Mm. So True that. I, I think my mental health is it's, not it's, affected yeah. in any way. Oh, Otherwise, I still derive joy going to the hospital, seeing patients, yeah. making them happy, making them feel. No, better. I can, yeah. I can honestly yeah. attest to uh, that. Let me ask because you already said that being a doctor, like you feel like, is a calling for you. And with all you said, like you know, making going to the hospital, you derive joy from that. Has there ever been any time, and medically speaking now, where maybe something has happened, there has been a patient or something that has made you feel like? Man, I feel like I want to leave this job. Like I feel like I don't want to be a doctor no more. Have you ever felt like that? Um, no, okay. not really. Oh, okay. that's good, right? Because I, I, I don't practice in a typical way. Mm-hmm. I try to practice in an atypical way, in okay. an unusual way. Mm-hmm. So most times, when people see things on the bad side, I just keep it calm, sit yeah. happily. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it may not look so good mm-hmm. to some people because mm. somebody could be in a very precarious situation or dying state or something yeah and, you are and calm. i'm the only person that is calm <laughs> right like 
everything mm. is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that's also still the best approach. Yeah. Because if somebody is going to die, mm. you don't want the last minutes of the person seeing you panic. Yeah. Panic, so, right? Exactly. True. The person needs to go home with a peaceful exit. Yeah. True. So I should be able to reassure the person that that may not be the end of life. Mm. May not be, depending on the religion. So yeah. what you believe. You know, you need to now know what, what the religion is, yeah. what the person believes, you know, know how to help the person go across. But some other times when we have patients, Nigerians are very interesting. Mm. Who think, <laughs> yeah, we have patients who think like they can punch the doctor's face off oh. yeah, to the hospital like I'm going to punch mm. you. Right. We've had that. In, in fact, in recent time, this year, mm. somebody came and fisted, wanted to fight a doctor. Yeah, oh. punches and all that. So at times like that, one would want to think, maybe I missed the, the profession. No, no, no. Mm. It's still the same thing. I mean, Reverend fathers could be assaulted as well. So yeah, true. It could true. go anyway, irrespective of the profession. True. So I see that those things make me laugh. Yeah. And then it spice up my day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go crazy, it's not, it doesn't mean I'm going to go crazy. I'm just yeah. going to enjoy your madness yeah. and help you. <laughs> see how kind of uh, okay. that's, that's, that's good. That's good. Um, I could, do you have any questions? For, no, no, no. It just made me remember the first time I actually you interacted. Like it was, it was funny because, like I said, my mom was sick and he just made it sore. It wasn't, it just didn't feel that bad, right? Mm. And, you know, it was just a very comforting and funny environment. Very unusual for yeah. the whole medical practice. So, it, it is good. It is good. Okay. Okay. So, let's get into our topic. We want to talk about fibroids. And mm. I just, I guess, let me give like a little backstory. So, the very first time I ever heard of someone dying when I was a kid, very young, it was our headmistress in, I used to go to one primary school called El Shaddai. <clears throat> in Portacourt mm. before we changed and um it's so funny there was somebody i can't remember who it was somebody i the person's not coming to mind but she also now i guess it was through the pod or something she was like oh yeah like i went to that school too i remember well, i know very, because it was such a long a long, long time, time ago, ago and her name was auntie betty that was the um headmistress and you know i remember when she died um and i remember them saying the cause of her death was fibroids that was the first time like first time i was very young very very young because it was very um it was a little traumatic i mean to be seeing a coughing and Mm. it was it was scary it was scary i was like i don't think i was up to five just yeah so so um i remember i remember that and you know that has always stayed in my mind so when i got a little older and um I had even done the topic not too long ago, actually, maybe like a few years ago, just checked up on fibroids and everything. In my mind, it always just seemed like a reality that was so far away from me. Like, I'm not, I don't need to think about that. I don't need to worry about that. Up until maybe sometime last year, because I think ever since getting to my 20s, my periods have just been acting mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I thought, I mean, I thought I knew how to you know i knew the process but ever since going to god became more crazy and mood swings are like my in fact my whole mental state becomes more threatened than it used to be um sometimes more painful sometimes just really irritating and i remember speaking to my sister one day and 
I can't remember exactly what it was that I was complaining regarding the period, but she said something like, oh, you know, you know, now one thing that one has to now start considering is, you know, fibroids and stuff like that. Like, you know, those kind of things. can." And I remember thinking to myself when she said it, I was like, oh my God. Is that is, like am I there now? <laughs> right? Am I there now? Like, is that really like if like? And mm. then it began. She was also saying how you know, as black women as well, we're more prone. And I was just like, oh my god! And that became a little scary to me, especially again based off of remembering the first time that I saw someone actually dead mm. from, from the whole thing. And so that was one of the reasons why this was a topic that I really wanted us to talk about because I feel like. For a lot of people, a lot of women our age, we probably don't really think about it as something that is a reality for us until you hear someone. And then even when you hear like someone is going through it, it always just seems like, oh yeah, that person yeah, it's, is it's, going it's, through it. It's a very <laughs> yeah. abstract sort of It's abstract. Thing. So you're not really thinking about it like that. Yeah. So I really wanted us to do this just to... Because this is road to 30 and... And you know, yeah, you know, the, yeah, for me, I just want to learn a lot about it. I feel it's one of those words that it's thrown around so much. You would think you should know, know it, what it, but is, you but just then, don't know yeah. anything about it. Yeah. And, you know, like Dolly said, at this stage, the women around us as well, the women mm-hmm. that I'm around, you know, it's now a possibility. It's now something yeah. that comes out. We yeah. see it all the time online, you know, people talk about how, oh, during their 20s, the periods get more intense, Yo. the mood swings and all that. Yo. So this is just something that would like to yeah i just wanted i don't want us to be ignorant about it anymore so i guess the first question i will ask is you know what are fibroids what Mm. are they okay thank you for your (laughs) backdrop yeah (laughs) (laughs) was interesting yeah so fibroids generally are abnormal growth i'll try to use layman's term as much as i can Mm -hmm. okay and then if i falter i just pardon (laughs) yeah so fibroids generally are abnormal growth of the smooth muscles mm-hmm. of the womb. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. The womb is the reproductive, well, one of the reproductive organs in a female yeah. of reproductive age. Mm-hmm. Is the house of a baby. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. A baby, an egg is fertilized outside of the womb mm-hmm. and then transported into the womb and mm-hmm. implanted in the womb. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the baby grows. Right. So it's like a chamber. It's like okay. a house. Okay. And it's made up of muscles of different layers and different flowing in different directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes these muscles just start growing abnormally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like start going gaga. <laughs> and they just happen like that. Like what causes them to just grow? So um, for the causes, one would want to say, uh, would want to say unknown causes. Mm. Okay. Right. Generally. But they're predisposing factors. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. Right? We can't say that's the cause. We mm. can say these factors okay. would predispose to. Okay. One of the predisposing factors would be um, genetics. Okay. okay. So it is likely that if a woman has fibroid, mm. her daughter is likely going to have fibroid. Right. It's not hereditary, mm. but there's genetic transposition. Okay. Mm. If it's hereditary, it means if the woman has it, the daughter. it's 100% sure mm. the daughter must have, have it. it. Yeah. Well, genetic predisposition means the mother has it. So the chances of the daughter having it uh-huh. are mm. very high. Yeah. Right. So that's one of the... So usually when we see ladies 
who have fibroids so mm-hmm. symptom suggestions of fibroids want to ask did your mother ever do a fibroid surgery any mm-hmm. of your sisters any of your mother's sisters because mm-hmm. we're talking about feminine yeah genetic transpositions mm-hmm. yeah right so that's one of the factors other predisposing factors could be abnormal use of um ab- abnormal hormonal abnormality okay okay okay, okay. drop high drop Hydro- Can I ask her, just when you said um, hormonal abnormalities, um, the first thing that came to my mind was PCOS. So that's polycystic ovarian syndrome, I think. Yes. Yes. Um, the people who have P- PCOS, does that also count as a you know something that can make someone more prone to fibroids? No, no, that are two different, two different medical things. entities. Okay, okay. So oh, okay. Say, okay. Right? And then there's also a misconception with people who have multiple cysts on their ovaries, mm. then they just say, I have PCOS. Mm. Oh, Remember right. in S, there's a syndrome. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. The syndrome is a constellation of different symptoms right. and disease right. conditions. Right. Okay. So you could have multiple cysts and not have PCOS. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. right. Okay. So we should just be careful with how we say how we say the S. Yes. The S yes. is very, <laughs> very important. <laughs> okay. So the hormonal changes, right? And also um, a little bit of inactivity of the womb okay well, so, so i know <laughs> your facial expression your facial expression has yes. changed mm. but I'll, I'll try not to say what you want me to say <laughs> and even if you ask i would not, not say it. <laughs> right because a few weeks ago i was educating someone about this or yeah. someone asked a question and i was explaining and then she was like do you mean if we <laughs> <laughs> what I'm just trying to say is that over time and yeah. over the years, yeah. it has been said that people of lower womb activity mm. tend to have more predisposition to mm. okay. Right? okay. So the earlier one starts the whole reproductive circle, mm. the lesser the chances of having this abnormal growth. Mm. Right? Mm. Same similar situation with you try and cancer, similar situation with ovarian um, cancer. cancer. So, um, okay. yeah. right? It's more of disuse. If you don't use it or you use it abnormally, it could go. Right. So, yeah. So those, those are also factors. And mm. another major factor, mm. predisposing factor is race. Oh, right, right. Mm. Africans, high chances. Mm. African-Americans, High, high chances. chances. Mm. So African anything. High. High, high chances. Well, there's Africa before. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. We, don't, we can't say this is the major reason why it's like that. But yeah. that's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. The Americans, Caucasians, not Americans now, Caucasians mm-hmm. and Asians mm. and the... Latinos. Yeah, Latinos are those, those have, those guys have lesser chances. chances right, right. Okay. So, at risk population, Africans, right? Americans, African, anything, mm. right? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Um, I guess what what are the symptoms of like fibroids? Like, how do you know? First of all, are they like some that you know they just you know you might not know it just comes and passes, or and then what are the symptoms of the ones that you know are okay? Okay. So, um, from your question, I would want to break it down into the okay. <clears throat> incidents, yeah. okay, and then the fact the the symptoms mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so the incidents we're talking about the number of persons that could have it in a population mm-hmm. okay for every two ladies you see mm-hmm. one has fibroid oh, oh wow damn. that's the unfortunate truth 
Wow, that is that's high. Way that's too as close. in like oh that's so high. It's I didn't even more than that one. high. I could say one point. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So for every, so the the incidents generally speaking, in a country like America could mm-hmm. be fifty to sixty percent. In a country like Nigeria, hmm. because we we have data actually, mm-hmm. but then the data change every now and then. Mm-hmm. But we have a higher percentage than sixty percent. Wow! So we're looking at seventy, eighty percent could be up to that. Wow! Oh my God! So for every ten women you see, most yeah. likely six to eight of them have fibroids. Have fibroids. Wow! So that now brings us to having fibroids. And knowing you have fibroids or not knowing you have fibroids, right, mm-hmm. right, okay, which, which we which you asked as symptoms. Yes, yeah. yes. So you could have symptomatic and asymptomatic fibroids. Okay. okay. So it's not based on types of fibroid. Okay. You don't right. come to say there are two types: mm-hmm. symptomatic and no, no, no. Fibroid is fibroid. Mm-hmm. But if it gives symptoms, for it to give symptoms, we have certain criteria it has to meet before mm-hmm. you say, okay, this is symptomatic. Or is asymptomatic for mm-hmm. those so so many women live their life all through till their death not knowing they ever had fibroid mm-hmm. sometimes it is an incidental finding okay mm-hmm. we're scanning to check her baby and say oh that's a fibroid there mm-hmm. oh that's a fibroid there mm-hmm. oh don't worry about it it's fine mm-hmm. the woman delivers three children i know somebody three children first first daughter just when resumed university in the UK. Wow. She had fibroids yeah. before the first child. Oh, wow. Mm. And now she has three kids. Okay. Life has been normal. No mm. symptoms from the fibroid. Right. No abnormal menses. No stomach protrusion. Never okay. needed a surgery. Yeah. And had three kids happily. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's asymptomatic. Um, so also it's not encouraged to use touch light and be looking for something that is not missing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because you'll find all kinds of things. That could be alarming, right. yeah. and then starts messing up your mental health, yeah, and yeah. messing you up generally. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to use touch light and be looking for them. Yeah. Just live your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have any symptom, you go to the hospital. The doctor mm-hmm. say, okay, this looks like fibroid. Mm-hmm. So now that now brings us to those symptoms that can be pointers that want to say this could be a fibroid. Yeah. 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 A yeah. Right. So one of it, uh, we could classify them as those that affect the menses and those that don't affect the menses. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for those symptoms that could be menses related, the lady could start having abnormal bleeding. Right. Abnormal bleeding in different categories. There's okay. abnormal bleeding with increase in the quantity of flow. Okay. There's abnormal bleeding with intramenstrual bleeding your circle come every 28 days all of a sudden you traveled for a wedding in the village and came back and then mid of your period you're now seeing some spotting you're seeing period mm. in between two periods it's mm. not a spiritual attack from the village <laughs> <laughs> most likely not most likely not, most likely that. not. <laughs> so we, don't, we don't blame the village people so mm. it's not that it's not your friend that gave you something that doesn't want you to work. Yeah, have babies. Mm. It's most. It's also. It could be. It could be a fibroid. Okay. It could be one class of fibroid because okay. we have different classes based on their locations. We'll come right. to that later. Okay. But then it could be one of the class that's causing this abnormal bleed. Okay. So in between your period, you're bleeding, mm. and then mm. it could be your normal period, the time for your flow. Okay. And you're having excessive flow. Mm. The flow seems to be more than it should be. Mm. Seems to be more. 
the blood instead of looking a little bit dark reddish it's yeah. looking bright reddish yeah you mm. <laughs> may not know the color of <laughs> I, 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 I I don't I'm no learning no we we that will yes. our the we target know. audience we have we have seen our periods yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the bleeding may be more mm-hmm. you may tend to use more number of parts per day if you're used to using two three parts on the first day right and then you're now using five six parts on the first day mm. some people have seen people who have to double up their parts at one instance like using mm. two parts Damn. and then two parts and two parts Damn. three times a day Damn. so that's oh, like wow. six parts and they get soaked up Damn. so the blood could be more the color that's the color of the blood, blood could be brightish mm. if it is brighter it shows that maybe the, bl- the flow is more than usual mm. and the usual flow would be dark reddish blood something like that with some mm. debris but yeah. this one is now whitish you could be seeing blood clots Mm. right it could be same blood clot so that's one of it yeah so we talked about the increase in the number of flow yes. yeah in we talk about increasing the quantity of flow so, yeah as those related to the yeah. period yeah and then we come to the other another symptom that could be pressure related mm-hmm. okay. size related mm. we call it space occupying lesion related mm. okay so because the fibroids are growth mm-hmm. we call them tumor that growth right they grow big some okay. grow as big as this like wow this, this, wow yeah, that's, different sizes. that's pretty yeah, big so, so it's like just like say, like a big stone yeah I've inside seen, i've seen one that's as big mm. as a person's head inside yes. jesus christ so the, the that's almost like carrying a kid at this yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So oh some days. people also even tell you that they've been pregnant for six years. You know? <laughs> it's wow. fibroids they're talking it's about. Not, it's not spiritual. Mm. It's most likely fibroids. Education, so education. The <laughs> <laughs> so the size effect, yeah. ideally, uh, is estimated, a rough estimate of the size of a woman's womb mm-hmm. would right. be the clench of her fists. So you okay. fist a non-pregnant womb. Okay. So you clench your fists. You are not pregnant. You are not seeing your menses. Your womb should be the size of your fist. Yes. Rough okay. estimates. Okay. Yeah. So to say. So if you f- clench your fist and put mm. inside your stomach, you're not likely going to be seeing any bulge. It's yeah. Just yeah. 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 And everybody's happy with your bikini flat on me. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then with fibroids, this guy comes in, he starts growing, mm. starts growing. Mm. Sometimes it grows bigger than your fists hmm. so it has grown bigger than the original size of the womb that is carrying it hmm. Hmm. so that pressure effects that space hmm. of mind effects you generally um there's how do we, how do we, how do we say it's the nature of a poor vacuum so to say yeah oh, yeah right yeah so any other organ of the body that is close to the womb mm-hmm. there are many organs that are close to the womb the yeah. rectum the um, bladder in front, the mm-hmm. rectum behind for mm-hmm. carrying feces, yeah. yeah. and then the large intestines on the sides, and yeah. the ovaries on the sides. You yeah. know, it could start putting Pushing. pressure on uh-huh. those organs. Mm. If it puts pressure on those organs, you start having different form of symptoms. Mm. Right. So for the bladder, which is in front, the womb is the bladder is in front of the womb, mm-hmm. and then there's the bone in from the pubic bone in front of the bladder. Right. Right. So the bladder is trapped between the the womb. And the pubic bone. Right. Now imagine a big fibroid growing in the on the womb and pressing the bladder. Damn. It's going to reduce the space yeah. that the bladder has to accumulate urine. Yeah. So, so you now discover that this lady mm. who normally is normal, 
gets on, she's urinating more frequently. More frequently. Mm. She thinks she has caught a urinary tract infection. Right. She goes to the pharmacy. Oh, pharmacy said, no, that's it. You know, give her drugs. And then she takes the drugs, but then she's still urinating mm. more frequently. So what this hap- what happened is that the fibroid has compressed the womb. The, the, the fibroid on the womb has yeah. compressed the bladder against mm. the pubic bone in front right, and so. reduced the bladder space. Right. Bladder is an organ, also a muscular organ that has capacity to expand when contained urine. Mm. But now it doesn't have room to do all of that. So yeah. small thing, it's So toilet. any small urine that it contains, toilet. it sends toilet. a message to your brain that mm. I'm full. Mm. And then you have to go and empty. Right. Mm. right, right. So that frequent urination could be a symptom. Okay. Mm. Um, <clears throat> also, because of this pressure effect, the womb could start getting distended. I mean, not the womb, the abdomen, the cavity, the mm-hmm. stomach starts getting distended. Mm-hmm. So regular pretty girl, flat tummy, starts having a protruding tummy. Mm-hmm. She's doing right. sit-up, it's not working, but then mm. the stomach is still coming, still coming. Right. And then you could literally see that the stomach is bigger. Can I ask, mm. like, um, will it be a, will it be firm? So let, let's say if someone's stomach is growing, this episode is sponsored by Octa FX. On the road to 30, it is important for us to have our finances in check, and we are committed to doing that, which is why we have partnered with OctaFX, a global trading platform. They believe that taking risk is a part of life, but understanding risk is what can lead to success. That's why it's important to know at least the basics of risk management. In an era of fake news and misinformation, it is important to be guided by reliable sources. To combat this, OctaFX consistently conducts webinars, basic forex courses, sends letters with important news, and reports, which can be used as a guide to making informed trading decisions. In addition, by downloading the OctaFX trading app, you can open a demo account and get $5,000 to practice and perfect your trading skills. You can also use this period to understand which strategy suits you and help you develop your knowledge of the markets. You can also click the link in the episode description on whatever platform you are listening to sign up and learn more. Based off of no, because I'm just saying, you know, when you say you're doing stuff <laughs> and it's not going, and it's not working, so I need to understand like, could it just be like, getting fat? Or, yeah, or like, will you? Uh, the possibilities mm. are, yeah, yeah, you one could get fat, okay, and then stomach is protruding. Mm. You know, for ladies, the, the body prepares them when they get to that reproductive age, prepares them for the oh, childbirth, yeah, yeah. So, accumulation of abdominal fats mm-hmm. is there naturally yeah. that would occur yeah. except she's actively burning it naturally mm-hmm. ladies just so <laughs> yeah, you know which is, and i think it's true that you said that because yeah. a lot of people find as they get older and they get more they get more self-conscious meanwhile it's just meanwhile, natural it's, just, it's natural yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you have that natural growth the body is trying to prepare all parts to okay mm. if, we, if we have a pregnancy now can we expand enough so mm. you know all of those things come into play mm-hmm. but that of the womb is different if the growth of the womb is occurring yeah. you would have that the stomach increase in size is not uniform right yeah, so okay. it's not uniform it could be today is this side that is bulging maybe mm. the womb is leaned on that side from position okay right and then tomorrow it's bulging right, right. Okay. Right. or most times it's just below the 
navel. Yeah. Okay. Protruding below the navel. And okay. Then you could touch it. You could feel that there's something, something in there. there. Mm. Yeah, so most of the time, most of the times you could feel that there's something in there. Mm. Wow. So if you even go for a doctor's examination, touch the stomach, you could be a doctor will feel it like when you're lying down. Mm. You could feel that okay, the womb is it's yeah. most likely fibroid. Sometimes it gets as big as hmm. once you touch it, you, you just could feel that this is an abnormal. Wow. Area. Yeah. So that time at that and then doctors will be able to classify it okay this we, we now use pregnancy to classify the size of fibroid not right ideal, but not ideally but then yeah we could say the fibroid is 22 week size okay so we are okay. relating it to 22 so, weeks yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So okay that's, that's also another symptom symptom very rarely you could have symptoms that relate to constipation Okay. Right. Yeah, because okay. it's the rectum. The rectum is behind it, like I said. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes it presses on the on the rectum. Okay. Yeah. And then reduces the flow of feces coming out, and then okay, yeah, you're okay, gonna okay, start okay. having constipation. Mm. That could also be a symptom, mm. and also very very rarely, you could have swelling of the legs, the two legs. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So the wow. fibroid grows big. Yeah. And then presses on lymphatic drainage hmm. okay and then venous return taking blood out of the lower limbs and you could have swelling but those mm. are rare oh, okay. that one and constipation could be rare but these common symptoms i mentioned bleeding and then frequent urination yeah mm. yeah abnormal menstrual wow, menstrual wow. um so let's say someone does have symptomatic fibroids how can it be treated okay um before i talk about treatment some yeah. other symptoms okay. some yes, other yes. times um fibroid could lead to an emergency mm. okay yeah. okay it could right. lead to an emergency because based on the classification mm-hmm. and classification based on location mm-hmm. you could have those that are located on the outside of the womb mm-hmm. those that are located inside the muscles of the womb mm-hmm. and those that are located inside like they're inside the womb. Mm. So if you have a diagram of the womb, mm-hmm. right. you have those located outside. Mm. You have those located inside. in the muzzle. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then and those, those located, located inside. In... Yeah. Right, right, so right. So based right, on right. all of this, this location, different kind of symptoms could occur. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those that could most likely cause more bleeding are those located inside. We call them submucosal. Mm. The okay. mucous lining of the womb. Mm. Okay. They're just sub sub is below yeah. just below yeah. the mucous lining so for every single time this mucous lining goes through a menstrual circle mm-hmm. this mucous lining has a particular layer of it that's supposed to slough off to mm. peel off yeah when the person doesn't get pregnant this, yeah. person, this part peels off mm. so with that peeling off because you have a fibroid that just seated there mm-hmm. and has a rich blood supply yeah as it's peeling off you have more bleeding mm. so this one will cause more bleeding Wow. The ones that are located inside the muscles, the muscle thickness mm. of the womb, yeah, will cause more pressure effect than bleeding effect. Mm. Okay, and those that are located outside could also cause more pressure effect because that outside they're most likely going to be touching on all the other. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Now, these ones that are outside, they could be, they could have a finger attaching them to the wound. We call it pedonco. Okay. So okay. it could be located a distance away. Yeah, but it it's... grew from the womb, but then it grew bigger, bigger, bigger. bigger and it's just pulled. Mm. Yes. And, but then it now has a small sheath. 
that is still connecting it there. So, it. It's uh-huh. not so drawing now, blood from there. It's not drawing blood. Oh, getting oh, anything from there. Wow. So now imagine <laughs> this guy that has gone on vacation or <laughs> has gone on sabbatical here. Yeah. Mm, decides out. to go from this location down to this location. It's pulling on this, mm, this pedal. Yeah. This pull to oh, God. can now be another severe pain. Oh my God. So pain is one of the major symptoms. Oh, wow. It's I mean, painfulness. It's pain, pain, pain. Wow. A, a question I have, I mean, I know you said that there aren't any like particular causes, but is there anything, is there anything that particularly would make a fibroid that, you know, you said that women can go all their life mm. without even knowing they have one, but is there anything in particular that can make a fibroid just go bigger than you know, like a norm- like a yeah. trigger that would say, yeah, you know like what, just it's say, small. Mm, it but now it's balloons. like, is there mm, anything at uh, all? We wouldn't say there is this one thing that will make it just to balloon all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, but the growth for some people could be steady and continuous mm. at different rates. Mm. It's just like somebody runs hundred meters, another one is running five thousand meters, another one ten thousand meters. Mm. They're not going to reach finish line at the same time. Mm. So for some people. The fibroid is there. It's trying to run a 10,000 meters race and the lady is growing mm. and she hits. Remember, we say women of reproductive age. Yes. Yeah. So by the time you hit menopause, mm. yeah. you don't have any business with fibroid. Mm. Fibroids that are there, once you hit menopause, they start shrinking. Um, mm. You can't grow anymore. Mm. The body cuts off hormonal supply. Mm. So they start shrinking down. So the fibroids, the speed of the growth, do not get the person to a symptomatic state before the person hits menopause. The person, so the person never gets is fine. to know. Mm. But some other people, their own comes like uh, Usain Bolt, 100 meters. <laughs> it starts, <laughs> start and, and then it starts growing big, 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 and then before right. it gets to that rate. So mm. we're not going to say this is the cause. This is yeah, different yeah, body, yeah. different right. types. Okay. But that's being said during pregnancy, mm. because the blood supply to the womb is increased mm. to a more rich blood supply to support placenta growth, support the baby in the womb. Mm. The fibroid is there. If rain starts falling, even wicked people will enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, at that point, it's a free gift of nature. Oh my God. Free increased blood supply to the True, world. and then they are benefiting as well. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> they are going bigger. So, Damn. that also can increase the speed. Of wow. 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 The fibroid will be bigger mm. more in pregnancy. But right. after pregnancy, as the womb is. Re- reducing its yeah. size and the blood supply is cutting off, the fibroid will also shrink with it. Mm. Okay. And then the normal rate of growth can then continue. continue. Mm. Mm. I see. Yeah. It could wow. even be reduced. Wow. I see. Can it be really dangerous for a woman that is pregnant and has, you know, mm. fibroids that are growing big like that? Yeah. Mm. So the, the, the severity of the complications from fibroid for mm. a pregnant woman could be determined by the classification, like I said, classification is based on the location. The location, mm. right. So if it's located inside the submucosa, like we said, mm-hmm. you know, it now has to compete with the baby that's inside mm. for space. Mm. Mm. So there's mm. a problem. Mm. That sounds like a serious problem. Yeah. Unfortunately, this one that is inside, another complications it could cause could be constant miscarriage, which Ooh. is a complication and a symptom. Oh my dear. Oh, I see. So I she's see. always having miscarriage. She's always having miscarriage. And they're pointing fingers at somebody. And the mm. village. But then in the mm. village. But then the old woman is also praying for them to have a baby. Mm. So it could be a fibroid sitting directly underneath where the placenta is supposed to attach. Oh, okay. my dear. Directly underneath where the 
the fetus is supposed to implant. Mm. So as soon as the fetus implants, it's trying to develop, meets the fibroid. Fibroid say, who are you? Get off. Mm. Mm. One pregnancy oh, wow. gone. So that could be a complication and a and symptom. Well. Mm. So for a pregnancy, you could have the fibroid competing with the baby in there. You could have the fibroid outside because the, like I said, because there's rich blood supply to the womb during mm. pregnancy, there's also mm-hmm. rich blood supply. If this fibroid is outside and it's growing bigger, it's growing mm. bigger outside, yeah. but it has a pedunculant attaching it to the womb. womb. So it's pushing the womb. Both of them are struggling for the same intra-abdominal cavity. Mm. Okay, the fibroid now decides that, okay, let me leave this side for the womb. Let me, because of space and mm. mass effects, you know, pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, gravity effects. Yeah. Fibroid could then pull to a different location okay. and start pulling this peduncle down. Oh. Yeah, that could cause severe pain. So the woman oh, could God. be going through constant severe pain of unexplained origin mm. throughout the pregnancy. Mm. Now it could get as bad as this peduncle. The fibroid could twist. It's like you have an orange that's mm-hmm. attached to a stalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the orange is twisting. twisting. You want to cut off yeah. it. Right. Twisting, twisting. Yeah. As you're twisting it, it's denaturing that peduncle. Oh, yeah. And that could cause pain. So the fibroid could keep twisting and then cause pain. And oh then there are God. different changes that could occur in the fibroid as the womb is growing big that will cause severe pain. Mm. So a woman that is pregnant, has fibroid, if she's dehydrated by any means, the fibroid most likely will be the one to tell her she's dehydrated. Mm. It starts causing serious pain. Mm. Yeah, me too. So, I, oh my God. That's yeah, a very bleak, bleak yeah. picture, man. Yeah. What? That could be a, a major thing in yeah. pregnancy. Okay, so I mean, how does one now treat, mm, you know, treats. the symptomatic fibroids? So, treatment of symptomatic fibroid is broad. <clears throat> is broad. It is patient specific. Okay. okay. It is goal specific. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll, I'll break it down. Mm-hmm. It's broad because we have different methods of treatment. Mm. The pharmacological method, drug therapy method, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the non-drug therapy method so okay. the non-drug therapy method we can then break down to non-invasive method minimally invasive method okay. and traditional or invasive methods okay so for the drug method we call it management sorry to change that not treatment mm. treatments mm-hmm. so we manage medical conditions most times okay not treats Okay. <clears throat> for some we treat okay. for some we manage, manage okay. yeah. for fibroid you want to say you want to manage the situation because you remove the fibroid today could develop again mm. right mm-hmm. so it's the management of a situation until yeah. until it is stable mm. so for the management for drug management there are certain types of drugs certain classes of drugs that can be used to reduce the growth rate of the fibroid Okay. So that can be used also to shrink the fibroid. Okay. <clears throat> These are drugs that are targeted at some hormone um, release yeah. in the body. Okay. Right? To call it gonadotropin releasing hormone agonist. Okay. So we can use that to we use those drugs, we give those drugs to the patients. It blocks the production of estrogen, progesterone, which are feminine dominant hormone okay. female dominant hormone yeah that helps fiber to grow okay so when we do that those medications can be given to the woman or to the lady to reduce the growth of fibroid mm. and also to shrink the fiber if the sizes are huge and the doctor is concerned about the blood 
loss during the surgery. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're going to plan you for a surgery the next two, three months. Take this drug, shrink the fibroid so that the surgery will have minimal blood loss. Okay. She's having abnormal menses, losing so much blood. Take this drug. Let us reduce the rate, reduce the the, the growth. The growth. Okay. Right. Mm. It's a particular type of drug that's okay. She's having abnormal bleeding due to fibroids, blah, 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 during her menses. That one is used only during menses. Mm. The doctor gives the drug, reduce the blood blood loss during menses. Mm. And those are conservative management. The definitive treatment will still be one of the other means. Mm. Okay. The initial drug I mentioned about shrinking, I know that's so many people talk about, they gave me something, it's going to shrink it. Whether it's abo, whether it's the other mm. one, none of it. The drug is not going to make the fibro disappear. Oh, right, right, right. It's right. a mass. Mm. can shrink. Yeah. It's not going to disappear. Except yeah. there's a miracle. Mm. It's not going to disappear. Mm-hmm. So these drugs, because of side effects from yeah. long-term use, mm. are not advisable to be used for a very long time. So usually doctors will give it for three to six months. Okay. Mm. In order to plan for definitive means relieve symptoms, plan for the de- definitive okay. management. Yeah. But it's not something you say, okay, let's be taking it after three years, the fibroid will shrink and disappear. No, 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 mm. it doesn't work that way. And then other drugs management would be symptomatic management. There's mm. pain, you give a non-steroid anti-inflammatory drug, diclofenac, felvin, paroxicam, or paroxicam or felvin, or some, any other painkiller, reduce pain and all of that. Yeah. Okay. So those are drugs. Yeah. Okay. For non-drugs, yeah. we talk about minimally invasive. We talk about non-invasive. Yeah. Okay. So non-invasive is more of the new age technology thing that is coming up. Mm-hmm. For that, we have high-intensity focused ultrasound. Oh, okay. Yeah. So high-intensity focused ultrasound. Mm-hmm. It's a new technology that uses ultrasound means to focus on the fibroid mm-hmm. and then culturize their growth. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. It's not so popular in this part of the world. Mm. Of course, like you mentioned yeah. from your opening mm. statement. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we never reach. We never reach. Yeah. Yeah. We're behind. <laughs> we're not yeah. so. We're not so behind. Okay. Mm. The 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 hurdles are not just. They're not. The hurdles are not spiritual. They're physical. Straightforward. Mm. Cause and effect. Mm. Right. Yeah. You go abroad. You study. You know how to use this thing. You come to Nigeria, there's no equipment. There's no equipment. That's okay, yeah, so we're behind, like, we're like behind from there isn't enough investment yeah. into that. That's even just the investment. The yeah. investors who are ready to. But mm. the climate. political will. Yeah. Yeah. The mm. climate, like he said, is yeah, not encouraging. Yeah, it's not encouraging. You still import medical equipment. The duties on the on Yeah. Mm. Just very exorbitant. I see. So there's there's no encouragement. And then these equipment, if you want state-of-the-art equipment, we're talking of millions of dollars. Yeah. Mm. Some could get to one point something million dollars. Some could mm. get to maybe a few hundred million naira. Yeah. So you don't want to make all of that investment. And then yeah. one custom of yeah, it's now hanging mm. customs, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So the high intensity focused ultrasound, I think, is very is available. Okay. At least I think it should be available in Lagos. Okay. If not any other part of Nigeria, it should mm. be available in Lagos. Lagos yeah. yeah. So you could find somewhere to get it. Maybe mm-hmm. one or two places in Lagos um, okay. should be available. Okay. Okay. That's non-invasive. Yeah, yeah. Non-invasive. Non-invasive. Um, the minimally invasive would involve means of putting blockades. So we we'll talk about fibroids grow because 
they're just abnormal growth mm. but then they need blood supply to grow yeah mm. yeah yeah so we could call it uterine artery cauterization okay or okay. embolization okay so we put it's a minimally invasive procedure okay that's the pass and equipment through the femoral artery mm. down okay. there mm. that's forms a blockade and block that box it so, okay so that fibro doesn't see blood again blood. Mm. and then it okay. starts shrinking and shrinking mm. and gets to the size where it's not causing problem mm. okay. 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 So minimally yeah. invasive yeah another minimally invasive procedure would be um laparoscopic or robotic surgery mm. okay so that's you put three holes or two yeah mainly three holes on the stomach mm. yeah, of the woman and use that as an access to get into the abdominal cavity mm. and you're seeing the womb on the camera yeah you're using a camera to see the womb mm. and then you pass all the equipment to do the surgery through that through those holes through those tiny holes yeah tiny pipes yeah mm. pass it through and then cuts you can cut through there yeah put the fiber pull it out through there oh. sometimes the size of the fiber is bigger than what you can pull out through that small hole yeah then you it's like grating all right suck it out and then through that same small hole mm. you can sew up and mm. sew up and then the woman just has three tiny holes that's three tiny mm. you really don't see much <laughs> yeah so that's minimally invasive right means another one is go through the vagina right mm. pass an equipment to do um pass an equipment through the vagina depending on the location if it's the one that is inside the womb can yeah. pass the equipment through the vagina get into the womb and then cut the submucosal and pull them out through so okay mm. so those are minimally invasive mm. and then the traditional way of this fibroid is 32 week size mm. you just have to cut the stomach open bring out and do a surgery mm. wow that's open traditional mm. wow that's the one that's most popular yeah it's also cheaper yeah mm. compared when compared to other ones or this mm. minimally other. invasive right. but the minimally wow. invasive the laparoscopic surgery is very much available okay so like as I, when i was <clears throat> in medical training we already had it in the teaching hospital where i trained mm. and okay. like, that was in this unit where we used it so okay i mm. learned how to use it then even when so so i have a question right so a lot of our listeners like i said usually between the ages of 18 to 35 and all that and you did mention don't go and look something you might end up finding but are there ways that they can sort of be aware like just to you know be aware that if i apply not just symptoms now but just things they can do that would make them know that you know it's okay maybe this might be an option or I did think like, is it something that you just have to, is when it gets to the really serious side then you can now say, yeah, this is it. Cause I find like, like, you know, like you said, a lot of young people now, they might not even know that these things and are I, real. And maybe they that's good that know. we don't know. Yeah. They might not know that it's an option, but when you now, ex- yeah. when you now look at the side that, you know, some people, it could just come and by the time you realize it is serious. It's already big. So are there things that, you know, younger people can do just to be more aware within themselves of this kind of okay for for younger population not just younger population generally women of reproductive age and then your target audience mm. Mm. the most important thing is taking health seriously mm. yeah we don't in this part of the world mm. sure we don't you have a stomach pain ah your friend gives you something you drink it mm. and that's it true the truth is that it could work temporarily 
because you've just done symptomatic management. Yeah. Mm. You've just taken tablets from somebody and then that's it. Yeah. It kills the pain. Yeah. And then some other time, but pain is a signal. Mm-hmm. It's like your car giving you signal. I want to spoil. So I want to spoil. So I think signals should be taken more seriously. Yeah. Mm. As a young lady who just starts seeing her menses, menarche at 13, 14, 10, mm-hmm. whatever age, she starts studying it. These mm-hmm. days you have phone apps mm-hmm. that help you keep track. How many mm-hmm. days are you flowing? Right. When yeah. is your ovulation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if anything is going off, wrong, yeah. going off, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. But true. the thing is that we're too busy to pay true. attention mm-hmm. to our own health. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. So the most important thing would be you paying more attention. If you have symptoms, don't just look them away. Because you take paracetamol, you take felvin, and the pain stops. Mm. It doesn't mean... Um, I have a relative, quite mm. young, yeah. who was admitted for a day, or getting to two days, for severe menstrual pain. Mm. Mm. She didn't just start seeing her menses. She had started seeing her menses some years ago. Yeah. But then, that particular pain for that day was abnormal. Mm. Mm. And then she raised an alarm. She was, and she was, she was able to know because she was able she, to know that this is abnormal. Yeah. And her mom took her to the hospital immediately. They admitted her, placed on drips. Yeah. And somebody would say, ah, it's not just menstrual pain. Really. Mm. Right? True. But it was bad. Yeah. She was as bad as her two legs were getting very weak. Oh, damn. Wow. So she was admitted, stayed overnight, took a lot. In fact, she took very high ceiling painkillers. Wow. Got her out of it, and then Rat would say, "Okay." She, the mom called me. I said, "Okay, allow the doctors to do what they want to do. Mm. Ask them questions. Suggest to them that what if, what if, mm-hmm. yeah." So they did all the suggestions, did all the tests, did an ultrasound scan, checked everything. Everything was normal. Yeah, but okay. it's good. Mm-hmm. But it's good that uh, it's just so that you know that that it's, that it's not it, something if it else. Happen. Yeah, mm. so, so it's just to take all your symptoms. Very yeah. seriously. Mm. Pay attention to our bodies. Pay attention to our bodies, yeah. And then I guess to also try and do regular checkups. I'm mm-hmm. very guilty of not. Yes, you doing, are. Yes, you're, 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 very, you're, you're very, very correct with that. Yeah. A regular checkup, checkup shouldn't be done when you have a symptom. Ideally, yeah. you don't have a symptom. You mm. go and do medicals. Or call mm. medicals. I do mine. <laughs> right? mm. I do mine annually. Sometimes, yeah, the least I would do it would be once a year. Mm. That's not, it's not, there are different types of medical, but mm. then general body checkup, check your heart, yeah. check your respiration, yeah. Check, mm. check, yeah, my heart, my respiration, check kidneys, check all those things. I do all of that minimum of once a year. I'm mm-hmm. most likely going to do another one next week. Mm. And I'm very healthy mm. by God's grace. But <laughs> it's just important <laughs> just that. to, mm, yeah. yeah. So mm. it's, it's, you don't wait till you have symptoms before you before do that you check. Do it. So just go do the check. You know that you've done it. Yeah. Mm. Have a peaceful mind. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, I already said at the beginning that um, you know, um someone had died from it, but still that was, you know, who knows what I was hearing. You understand? Mm-hmm. So just to just ask, you know, you since you're here, can fibroids be fatal? Hmm. Okay. Um it's not a straightforward answer. Okay. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like saying, you know, I'm, I, I think you must have heard people say HIV don't kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard HIV that. HIV yeah. don't kill. Okay. Yeah. It is the complication. Patients, okay, yeah, right, that kills. Yeah, you could even hear that about COVID. 
Mm. COVID mm. doesn't kill. It's a complication. complication. Died of COVID complications. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Even if it kills fibroid, we can't say fibroid is what killed. The past. It is yeah. the complication of not operating the fibroid. Mm. Or the complication of operating the fibroids. Fibroids, yeah. Right. So maybe someone so is, died during surgery. Yes, mm. It is complication relating to the to presence the yeah. of that thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. That could kill. Okay. So it's possible she had a fibroid. Mm. Yeah. And, and the complications yes. is yeah. So wow. she could have bled to death. Mm. Mm. Okay. Without telling anybody. Anybody, yeah. Damn. You know, sometime in that generation, that time. They could see menstrual problems as the woman with the issue of blood as, yeah. <laughs> as a personal mm, thing. Mm, you don't mm. want to tell anybody. Mm. She could tell her fellow woman that see you. This was going on. You know, yeah. not opening mm. up. But in this time and age, I wouldn't believe people will suffer in silence. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the complications of fibroid could kill. Yeah. It could kill a young lady. It could mm. kill and anybody older, yeah, at any yeah, time. Yeah. Mm. Abnormal bleeding. It could mm. bleed to the point where the person goes into shock. Mm. And boom, that's it. Wow. Yeah. Somebody could just die. Just shoot. I mean, I mean, it's just like just this. like that. Wow. Yeah. Just like that. So abnormal bleeding mm. can tilt you into shock. There is certain kind of pain. If this fibroid that is outside get twisted, it yeah. will lead to a kind of high ceiling pain that the pain itself yeah. now can now tilt the person into shock. Mm. And that is what will kill the person. It's not now that we can't say the fibroid killed the person. Kill the person. Yeah. Yeah. Just shock the, yeah. the fibroid is what led to. Wow. wow. Right. So. You could do the fibroid surgery. Mm. The surgery itself is successful. Mm. But then complications, complications from surgery. Mm. Right. You could do minimally invasive procedure. Mm. And then there are complications. Mm. Mm. So complications could arise from anything. So yeah. medically speaking, there's, we can't, that's why doctors don't give you, we, we, don't, we try not to give you 100% hope. To say, yeah. ah, don't worry, nothing mm-hmm. will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... You can't say nobody is God. I'm just going to reassure you. Yeah. You'll be fine. We'll do our best to make you fine. We'll explain the procedure to you. Whatever mm-hmm. procedure, whatever mm-hmm. management, drugs yeah. or whatever, we'll explain yeah. it to you. Yeah. And then we'll explain the likely complications. And then yeah. we'll tell you what we could be doing to prevent those complications. Yeah. yeah. And ideally, this time age, we'll allow you to read over the procedure. Mm-hmm. Have your questions, answer yeah. the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you sign an informed consent on before okay that, um, that, that makes sense that yeah makes sense. one final question oh, so, wait, i still have one oh, oh, go okay on. go on okay go okay on. um you, i think you've already said some shared some with us but what are some common misconceptions or myths about okay. surrounding, myths, fibroids? surrounding fibroids yeah yeah well popularly myths surrounding fibroid would be it depends on an individual okay depends on where this individual is from okay yeah mm. yeah different traditions will have different myths as mm. regarding medical conditions mm-hmm. mm. sometimes some people will say ah it's been pregnanted by the gods nigerians upset i can imagine that you <laughs> as a doctor sometimes hearing something you just that smile <laughs> it's an interesting profession yeah an interesting profession you hear things like okay and then i even heard one very recently right very very funny yeah you know, maybe i should just keep it oh, that's <laughs> very, yeah you could hear different myths but yeah. fibroids they could say impregnated by the gods somebody mm. could say uh that um this is actual pregnancy some people mm. take it as pregnancy mm. that god doesn't just want them to deliver mm. yeah. so they will be thinking so that they, they are pregnant thinking, all, yes, this all this time mm. so 
most times you could even have it in people who have been trying to give birth and right. the fibroid have been the one causing the repeated miscarriage right mm, but they don't what they will say know. is and then oh. i think it's ah. another way around some will say they're pregnant you know mm. different misconceptions and some people will tell you another misconception and myth is that i took that drug and the fibroid melted mm. uh, uh. you must have <laughs> gone to a spiritual house <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't negate the presence and power of god or spiritual right we don't accept it medically to say the fibroid melted it did yeah. not melt mm. <laughs> right <laughs> didn't melt, yeah so. mm. yeah some okay. people will tell you give me a drug that will melt it a doctor promised me somewhere mm. maybe mm. Bahala, but not mm. not mm. actually yeah, not, like, yeah. <laughs> not okay i think that's that's all the questions wow. i have no my question is it's even going to sound a bit ridiculous but are there like similar things on the side of men now, in terms of fibroids, are we at risk of fibroids? Abnormal, maybe abnormal growth. Yeah, in okay. there. Um, you know, we started defining fibroid as yes. abnormal no. growth, growth. smooth muscles. In, in, yes. the womb, in the womb, Isaac. Yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> the womb. No, no, I'll tell you why I asked. Right? Okay. Funny story. For so it was, sorry. Okay. It was, I think, last year that I realized that men can get breast cancer. Yes. Yes. So yeah. since then, I started exactly. to take to everything as equivalent. if okay. there is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Same. So for for masculine breast cancer, it's most likely about one percent worldwide. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Thereabouts. Okay. Very, very small. It's very so it's small, but it still it's can happen. Rare. It can yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The reason why it can happen is because there is an existence of a breast. Yeah. Ah, fair. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, on the fair. other side, there's no womb anywhere. There's no womb in the mast. So you are not likely going to have. Fibroids. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right? Okay. But then, on the other hand, men have prostates. Ah, I think that one. Have. That one that will be a whole conversation. Exactly we'll have you back for. Yeah, because That's I really want to talk about that one: prostate and um, erectile dysfunction. Yeah, those ones are really major want to, issues. Yeah. Mm. So generally speaking, there's that direct equivalent is not there for men. Okay. Mm. Well, okay. Just, All right. Okay. Wow. I f- I feel like we just got in like yeah. a, a free. I- Free session. As in free session. It's amazing. No. Thank Please you so much. Please still go to your doctor. Yes. 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 In, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really glad that we got to to do this because I feel like it's very important mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us to be more aware. Because, like I said, like I think um, we hear about it so much. Oh, you you just hear hear it, but you never consider the fact that like hearing that one of two women, I mean, that's a that that's, is, that's a mad statistic. Yeah, it's enough to get you worried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the fact that like it's still not something that people are really really like mm-hmm. having conversations about, but still people are still talking about it in an abstract sense. Mm. I still think that I think it was important for us to to learn about this. So thank you so much, Dr. Alex. Mm-hmm. Thank really you so appreciate much. it. Oh yeah, let me just train AP this week, guys. Take your health seriously. Clearly. Take, yeah, take <laughs> Clearly. your health seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I should take my health seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you should. You I should. mean, I do try to pay attention to my body. But now you have an extra reason to. Yeah, and that sure. that goes to all our listeners as well. Yes. Please, please, because like you, like Dr. Alex said, you know, Nigerians, we just dismiss anything. Small thing, mm. paracetamol, sleep, I'm fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it shouldn't be that way, you know. We yeah. should take and also appreciate your doctors. Yeah, really, I appreciate yeah. your doctors. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's our offering. Do you have any songs for our listeners? Mm-hmm. Something, just anything you listen to. Trust me, we have a playlist that is very. <laughs> Just anything, 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 anything. Trust me, it's a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> it depends now. So, um, I don't have 
one particular song that okay. I would say, yeah, well, the, I have a, a mix of gospel, one particular Eastern gospel songs, song yeah. mix okay. that I've listened to more often recently. Yeah. Okay. And then I, I think, I don't know. On okay. the other hand, yeah. Bella Shmuda. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Bella Shmuda, okay, okay. Tell right. us about the, the, the mix one, the yeah. gospel mix. The... Okay. Um, is it is it Casey and Co? Exactly. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so, it's I Casey, love I think it. it's the volume one. Okay, okay. okay. Volume one. Cultural. Cultural praise. Cultural yeah, praise. Yeah. Volume. <laughs> yeah. Cultural okay. praise featuring Okwesili is a group. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the that's the favorite. Ah, now. yes. That's okay. The in thing. Okay. And yes, everybody is hand, loving it too. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, yeah. yeah. Kasha. Okay. <laughs> Okay. okay, my own is my half three. My first one is Ladies, Ladies, Ladies Duh. by Dreamville and JID featuring TI. Okay. Uh, second one is Rock With You, Michael Jackson. I've been wanting to recommend this one for a minute and I dreamt about it last night. Wow. <laughs> no, for real, I dreamt about, about it. Yes, I dreamt about the song and I saw myself dancing to the song and I was like, yes. And then finally, which fouls and Ajibota people, they are mad for this oh. song. But my recommendation is Bamina <laughs> by, by Ajebota22, BOJ, Abi Budge, and mm. Fowls. You guys, they are really mad for that. Baminam, Birmingham. <laughs> but it's very it's a very interesting song. So yeah, check that out. Baminam, uh, Ladies, 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 and um Brock with you. Hmm. Okay, fair. I think mine would be from Dave's last album, In the Fire. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if we've thrown out the whole album as a I recommendation. Have. The whole album, right? Yes, I have. But oh, don't okay. worry, it's still gives. Yeah, yeah, but you know, just fire. put it in there. Into the, the fire. fire. Is it in what? the fire? Into the fire. In the fire. Into the fire. In the fire. I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not quite sure. And then another song popped up this week by. It's very old, by Lil Wayne and Rick Ross. John. In the fire. Do you remember that song? Jump. John. Very old. Lil song. Wayne and Rick Ross. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that. I, I think so. I think I've heard about very, it a very, very old. Ago. So yeah, those two. Lewin and Rick Ross. Yeah. So okay. as always, guys, uh, Road to Thirty podcast. Everywhere you listen to podcast, like, leave a recommendation. No, sorry, leave a review, like, yes. share, tell everybody you know about the podcast. Yeah. Follow us everywhere. Spread the word. Tell your Spread sisters, friends word. to tell their friends to listen, and your guys too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> listen to all our episodes. I think they're actually really good. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. We shall catch you guys next week. Actually, just to say, you yeah. guys, our next episode, right? Um, it's not the next one. Is it the next no, one? No, it's not. It's okay, not. it's not the next it's one. Okay, so we'll one. tell you guys next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll tell you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.